Hi, I'm Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where I explore LDS scripture and doctrine for the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Like most of you, I'm a typical Latter day Saint, and I've held a variety of callings from gospel doctrine teacher to institute. I've always loved learning and sharing the scriptures of Christ. Recently, I went back to school, and I'm currently a theology student, where I get to learn context, history, ancient languages, and more importantly, how to learn. I thought you might want to share in what I was learning, and the 20-minute scriptorian was born. While I am a believer, these thoughts are my own, and they are not an official representation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and join me on the journey as we explore the scriptures and the path of the disciple of Christ. Welcome back, Scriptorians. Hey, thanks for joining me. I know I've been out a little bit. We have been really busy, as I'm sure you are, at work and with everything going on in the world. Thank you, pandemic. And so I have missed you all, but wanted to jump in and do a little bit this week on Easter week. So join me as we jump into Easter week. And today we're going to do the triumphal entry and the Hosanna shout. So as we go into the biggest celebration of the Christian calendar, Easter, I think it's great to take a step back and really uh, take a look at what's different that we learn from the Restoration about Easter, as well as look at some of the big events that happened in Christ's last week as we go into the atonement, sacrifice, and resurrection of our Savior. It's it. This was it. The big week. So today, let's jump in and talk a little bit about Palm Sunday, uh, what we just passed yesterday, and what a great, incredible opportunity to do the actual Hosanna shout. Um, so many similarities that I know you've probably seen some other posts and some other things, but it is so amazing that I thought we should take a minute. So in Christ last week, as we know, on Palm Sunday, what we call uh, Palm Sunday and the Christian calendar, but also uh, the triumphal entry, is Jesus has come back down from Galilee as he's been traveling and he comes back into the city of Jerusalem and it is Passover and the Passover season. There are three big holidays the year in, during the year that all Jewish men are supposed to come into the city and celebrate in Jerusalem for the last few hundred years. It looks like way before that they could do whatever they wanted. But now that they, the temple and everything is there, they're all supposed to be celebrating and coming into the city and Passover is one of the big ones and so they would have all come down at this time of year and so the city would have been uh, you know hundreds of thousands of people there now bustling with the celebration the Romans are on edge because you now have just hundreds of thousands of of Jews uh, converging on on one day the Passover itself is coming up at the end of the week and so there are going to be a number of celebrations that are happening as well as now all these people and so so passions are high and tensions are high and we're going to see that now Christ plans this very symbolically so that his sacrifice tends to end uh, here during the Passover week and so we'll go through some of those and see so you can see some of those similarities now the synoptic gospels and John do the days a little bit differently John does it so um, it's one day different um, but either way Let's go through some of the basics and see what was happening and see if you can't see some of the celebrations that are going on. So as you know, Christ is coming in as this part of the city and this is where he enters the city and he is being celebrated as 
the king of Jerusalem, the king of Israel, and they are going to wave the palm fronds and shout Hosanna, 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 um, which is save us, save now. And so I thought, let's go through a little bit about what was going on there to kind of learn what, what were these words, what was this celebration. Let's go to Matthew really quickly, and I'll just read Matthew 21, and it's just 10, 11 verses, and we get the uh, basic story. So I'm going to read that now. So I'm actually uh, Matthew 21, 1 through 11. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble with me- and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt, and they put them on their cloaks. And he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and cut, up, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Joseph. I'm uh, sorry. This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Okay. So there it is. There's the story. So a couple of big things happen. There is this weird little James Bondy moment at the beginning, right, where they're like, go and go find this little donkey and the baby colt with her and then come. And, uh, and, and if anybody asks you, just tell them the Lord needs them and they'll do it. And then Matthew reminds us, Matthew does the most quotes right back to the Old Testament, but he reminds us that it's like, oh, it's to fill this prophecy that says, oh, daughter of Zion, your king is coming humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal. And so somehow we don't know the story of who this owner was, but they said when the Lord needs him, he'll know. So there's this cool kind of James Bondy story there of somehow this, this man was, or woman that owned the donkey was directed by the spirit as well. But when he comes into the city, there there's this uh, celebration. Okay, so we just passed this um, this section of this Hosanna and this Hosanna shout. Let's go through what the word means really quickly because it's pretty cool. So it's this word is used in a few places, and it's actually a couple of words squished together. Uh, the first one is yasha, which means in Hebrew to be unrestricted and to be freed, and thus to be saved, um, saved from restriction or from oppression. And, and so the doer part of this verb is, is savior, right? The person would be the person is uh, Yeshua would be the savior. And does that sound familiar? Yep, that's the name Jesus. That's the name Yeshua is the name uh, Joshua. There's no J sound in Hebrew. It's the Y, but Yeshua, it means savior, means Joshua. And then Yasha is the um, uh, the other form. There's an adjective, which is Shoah, which means like, uh, to be freed, like in an economic sense. So it's all in the same tied in word. Uh, the verb shawah means to cry out for salvation. And so it's, uh, it's a cry. It's a, it's a command. It's an imperative form of the verb. So it's like, save, save us, save me, save now, save, save us, a, a command, a, a, a requi- a request, save me, save me. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful, um, cry out. 
Uh, did you hear too the other part of the phrase? Did it sound familiar what they said they would say, Hosanna in the highest? Is there another place in scripture you could remember that says um, something about to the highest? Any any ideas? Yeah, exactly. You remember the, the Christmas story, right? Glory to God in the highest and a peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Um, the word highest is used you know, 18, 19 times in the scriptures, and half of them are right here in this, this section, that uh, the Holy Ghost will come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow uh, thee, and then glory to God in the highest, and then this, this claim um, in Matthew, that Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. So pretty, pretty cool reference like that, very thing that was prophesied instead of him, here it's being fulfilled right here so pretty cool but i love the meaning of the word where it's crying out save me save us all four gospels by the way cover this triumphal entry entry uh, luke doesn't use the word hosanna um we don't know why but matthew and mark and john really have a lot more jewish uh, connection so it might be that they would understand the symbolism of the the festival so there's a festival that's going on that could have, one of the things that could have been happening called the Great Hosanna, um, or the Hosanna Rabah, the big, or the Great Hosanna, and it was part of the uh, seventh day of Sukkot, which is this f feast of booths, which is usually held in the fall, so it's kind of tied in with these two things, but since we just had a Hosanna shout, let me tell you a little bit what happens on that day. So it's another festival where you come in, and Sukkot or, or Sukkot are booths, little houses, little huts. And the idea was when the Israelites left Sinai and they were wandering around in the desert, they lived in these little booths or these little huts. And so they would have this festival to commemorate their deliverance. They're being delivered from Egypt and being from a deliverer. Um, and then they would remember their uh, having to stay out and live in these little tents, right? When they, they, they were out in the wilderness. Um, part of this celebration is coming is that the the gates of heaven would be opened that they're requesting that the heavens be opened and we request that God's storehouses be opened that all of this into this usual request for being saved or all these additional blessings that the windows of heaven are going to be opened and that this line uh, to the gate of heaven is not only remember the high holidays where it's the a day of atonement but also um this idea that Lord's going to pour out his blessings, that the blessings are going to come. So here comes the Messiah. Here he comes marching into town in the triumphal edge entry. And we're going to cry out for this great Hosanna, the big Hosanna shout. We're going to say, open the windows of heaven and give us this blessing, just like we did when we were being delivered from Egypt. A couple other things. The person leading the service wears a white robe kind of interesting and they uh, gather at the temple and say save us save us lord uh, one thing that's really cool about this shout is that it's never said like in vain or just like oh well it's it's saying that god promises that everyone who calls upon him will be saved so i love the idea in joel 2 uh, also in romans 10 that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved for on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance as the Lord has said among the survivors whom the Lord calls. So very cool reference to this shout and saying, Hey, save us, um, bring us the Lord into our presence. One of the things they do is they wave their palm branches 
And so palms were used, but also if it was the wrong season or you live in someplace else, you could use willows or olive branches as well. And you beat them on the ground um, in front. And so they're waving them and then they beat them on the ground and then the, the donkey or the Lord would pass over them. Now he rides on a donkey and we've heard this. There's this great um, quote uh, that's, that he said, you know, Re- rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, your king comes. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. And so you're like, what are we talking about? But there's this um, scripture that talks about that the, the true king is going to come and, and he is going to be the one that will establish the kingdom. He's going to be greater than Saul. He's going to be greater than any son of David. He will finally realize this unfulfilled promise of the king of David. So remember, David's family is promised to be this king and, and they just never make it. In fact, Saul's Saul comes back into the city, uh, Solomon, I'm sorry, Solomon comes into the city riding a donkey. And um, donkeys uh, are uh, a crossbreed, so the, they're rare. And so it was something that would have been seen as something rare and important. We are like, what? And yes, you've heard it, that it's like it's not a war horse and all that. And that is true too. But there is this symbol multi-layer action where the kings of ancient Israel didn't fulfill this prince of priests. Remember in Isaiah that he would be the prince of priests, the prince of peace would come, and, and they weren't. Uh, Solomon wasn't. Uh, Jehu gets uh, later, and he wasn't. He brings in a war horse and a chariot and has all these murders and all these terrible things. So these kings were just not great. And they're waiting for this king that's going to come and bring peace as well as a great kingdom. And so Jesus is going to layer in this symbolic action of bringing in his triumphal entry and looking at these layers. And so Peter and John are going to make preparations for the Passover. And then he's going to say, go and get these events so people can see it. So in 1 Samuel 10, you can see the story of when Saul was given to correlate. It says, go, um, go and you learn about Saul doing this. And these, uh, if you want to go read it, you can. But they would have seen exactly what it meant. This is going to be this layered, the king that's finally supposed to come, and he was going to ride on this foal of a donkey, this important, peaceful message. And it's coming when they're saying, save us, Jesus, uh, Hosanna. They're basically saying his name, <laughs> and they're saying, save us. And then they're saying the windows of heaven, and it will be opened, and he will enter into the city. So he's our deliverer. He's our king. He's our prince of peace and we're going to bring an offering one of the things that happened during this celebration is you would bring your offering so whatever you could offer it could be um uh, something you would bring to the temple to offer but it could be just a fast or it could be something else so uh president nelson asked us to bring what is going to be our offering so think about that what is going to be your offering this week when you bring it to the lord as we celebrate salvation as we celebrate the deliverance as we celebrate the welcoming in the king coming hosanna save us save me. One other thing in these little booths, we talked about them living in these little tents in Sukkot, but in another place, that's not where the word is used. So remember when the Israelites were at Sinai, they went up into the mountain and the Lord met Moses up there, right? And that's where they got the Ten Commandments and they camped out there for about a year. And it was said that there was this presence, this cloud, the, uh, the Shekinah, the, the pillar of fire, the pillar by of cloud by night if you remember the hymn redeemer of israel um and they followed it around and then it settled on the mountain and this was when the lord was present this fire this cloud this 
presence, the spirit, the Lord was there. And that's when they, it says they were clothed in, instead of maybe in little booths, but the other form of the word is they were clothed in clouds of glory. So look back to your Kirtland temple dedication and see if you don't see some similarities when the Lord's present comes that it's light and a cloud and fire. And, and there we'd be clothed with glory when the Lord enters um, his temple and we cry out to him. Uh, we celebrate that presence and we cry out, deliver us, deliver us. All right, that's your triumphal entry. Uh, keep on studying and we'll talk to you next.